Hi, everybody. This is your warning that we live in a house with dogs and cats and chickens outside. There is a incredibly, incredibly slim chance one of the chickens will decide to be crowing outside the window, as has been done multiple times today. <laughs> but the likely extra noise events are mostly dogs barking and cats assaulting the doors because they're not allowed in. Actually, I think one's asleep in the in the studio right now. It's a. It's kind of hard to de pet any room yeah, in the house for long. It really is. So you you've been warned. There are animals. They make noise. And, and then the, there's us animals, and we make specific noise. Well, actually, we make swears. Yes. We're a little bit of a potty mouth. And <laughs> God, I hate that phrase. Okay. Well, that's. Uh, we swear like sailors. We do, and so you should be warned that there will be strong language. That is about as explicit as it gets, but I only have two flags in iTunes, explicit and clean, and I cannot in good conscience mark something as clean when at some point there will be F-bombs. You know it. I know it. Uh, everyone who's been listening... Prior to this, oh, knows it. So there's your there's your thing. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy, episode fifty seven. And I'm just pleased to be here this week. <laughs> We're recording a little early. Are, are, was there a chance you might not be here this? I week? I don't know. It's it's. Um, I mean, we're coming up on the summer break period. Yes. And so we'll be taking uh, two weeks off right around Worldcon. Because we've got a lot going on, and sometimes you do have to put things you, you love doing, your hobbies on hold, to take care of other things. Like traveling. Like traveling, like uh, that first week of school for my youngest. Um, work does not get in the way, but I have been, you know, up at 11, 12 o'clock at night to finish a podcast the night before so that it can go live because I was working. So there there are a lot of reasons to... To do that, plus, I want to have a chance to try to rebuild the buffer I lost in the Great Audio Apocalypse. Yes. So, um, along those notes, we're we're going to uh, we get a private getaway this weekend. Yes, where uh, we don't have to be fancy schmancy people, and we won't be, and we won't be. So that's that's actually really exciting. That is something I don't think we've talked enough about when we talk about self care. Is taking time off, and actually disconnecting. There's a good chance where we're going, we will have no cell phone signal and no internet. And I'm sure within about 12 hours, I'll be twitching and trying to drive to the nearest place that has internet. Well, we will have to drive into town daily to uh, oh, check our email and Pokemon. Pokemon Go, and, yeah. And I, I actually legit need to check my email and get messages and things right. because of the bit with the, you know aged parent on yes. death watch There's, so there is yeah. that there is that there's also uh, you know you being much more of a freelancer you uh, you could get news from your agent you could get news yeah. something from one of your editors and in fact it's very likely i will get news from my agent specifically because it is an inconvenient time oh yeah and i am nowhere in particular uh my agent has an uncanny gift for calling at uh, when I am hiking in obscure back rural areas of southern Arizona, mm -hmm. uh, in airports, 
I got news about a deal while I was uh, birdwatching in the Rio Grande Valley. And oh, oh, and the, the time famously at the National Aviary in Pittsburgh. Yes, where uh, they were. she was trying to tell me about a deal and a penguin was going for my foot. And I, I finally had to say, look, just say yes, give them whatever they want. There is a penguin attacking my foot right now. And the thing is, my agent knows me and she was just like, okay, cool, talk to you later. Right. This is just, this. she's like, yes, of course there's a penguin attacking your foot. I, occasionally I will get... Why are you in Toronto in February? I'm like bird yes, watching. That She's happened like, once. Mm-hmm. You realize that people go to Toronto at other times of the year. Why are you on a vacation in Toronto in February? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> the birds are here. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's really when when anyone asks why you're in a strange place, if the answer is well, uh, we've been invited there as a guest. Yes. Uh, the answer is probably because there are birds here. And it's not like the often these places the birds are there all year round. Yes, the if I if you want to get an elegant trogan, by God, you are in southern Arizona at a specific like two week window. Right. And there are some Arctic birds that do not come all the way down into the United States. Right. So you have to be, you know, up north in very specific Times. times and of course the one bird that showed up at cape may in the middle of february that uh, you and tina went after oh we weren't looking for a specific bird we were looking for fallout from the Art- arctic vortex right but it did get tina her 700th lifer Yes, I think so. The uh, crested lapwing. Yes. Anyway. So, but that's that's the thing. Why are you on a pier in New Jersey in the middle of winter when there's ice in the oh, brackish it was so water? Cold. Yeah. Uh, and your answer is birds. Yeah. And all of us who who live with you <laughs> and work with you just go, oh, birds, yes. don't die. Um, so anyway, we will be going in to check yeah. our various mail and whatnot, but mm-hmm. uh, Kevin likes t- to unplug. Um, I'm going to be honest, I hate it. Everybody talks about what a spiritual cleansing experience it is, like you're giving your soul an enema to get off the internet for a while. I hate it with a deep and desperate passion. Um, I'm perfectly willing to admit I may be addicted to the internet or whatever. That's <laughs> fine. Honestly, my life is great, so I don't feel any need to get over that. And I uh, I loathe being disconnected from the internet. And I, I most of my friends are there. Yes, that I I'm in a lot of cases the same way. I realized that you know at two in the morning, if the dogs are going to have me outside for more than thirty seconds while they pee, I take my phone and I'm checking Twitter, which is probably the worst possible thing I could do for going back to sleep. Oh, undoubtedly. But. It is uh, just apparently it's become so integrated into me. The unplugging, actually, I do not necessarily look forward to it or see it as a cleansing thing. I see it, I fully expect to be going like gnawing on the walls because I can't look at pictures of chickens or, (laughs) you know, friends. Uh, friends new projects or whatever is they're coming across on the Twitters and Instagram and things like that. Most of my uh, discovery of new music has been, of course, through the internet and small shows, 
And so there's this whole community of musicians and artists that I'm following that are just part of my daily routine now. It used to be web comics first thing in the morning, and I'd go through my web comics. I've been a little slacker on that one, so but it's become much more the the social stuff like Instagram and not so much the Facebook, uh, Twitter, and you know ins and outs like that course that also means i've curated the living daylights out of things because if you don't twitter becomes a toxic cesspool very very rapidly now some of us love swimming in the sludge not most of us don't no uh some of us enjoy you know doing the backstroke around some trolls occasionally but uh you all know about my arguing on the internet from Uh, Well, and that's the interesting thing is a lot of people who talk about disconnecting as a cleansing and getting away and all of that. It's because they haven't figured out how to filter out the sludge and and the nastiness. And I'm not going to say it's not haven't figured it out because I don't think at this point it is possible to figure out how to to <laughs> cl- to filter out all of it because I mean world is currently on fire eh. so there is this horrible like t- balancing act between I can't look at all of this or I'm going to go barking mad oh, and uh, and I literally mean barking mad I mean the, mm-hmm. the this oh, yeah. is terrible for your anxiety if you're a person who gets anxious about, you know, the state of the universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it'll kick you off in a heartbeat. But between, but if I ignore it, we all feel like we're, we're fiddling while Rome burns and we're turning our back on reality and we're not being a good person because we're not bearing witness or paying attention. And by God, if we were good people, we would care about all of these things, despite the fact that it's okay if you can't humans hu- – human brains can't function – under that kind of 24-7 brutality and actually care about every single thing and without, you know, you'll you'll break. It's, we are in an interesting period of social media, at least, and where we are all finding out what breaks us very quickly and trying to, it's not even a, I'm curating my friends list so I see less negative shit, it's, I'm trying to get this down to a thing where I can get through the day without curling in fetal position and weeping. Right. Uh, so, I mean, don't feel bad about the, the <laughs> if you actually do like to disconnect, because even though I am snarky about it because I've read too many articles about, you know, think pieces about how we all need to get away from the internet, man. But the problem is that all of my friends are in the internet. Yes. And if I feel, you know, lonely and horrified by the state of the universe, I go to the internet and I go, friends who are in the internet, someone give me some hope about X thing. Like the other day, Mm -hmm. I I guess it was a month or so ago, I said, okay, Guys, I know all the horrible historical parallels we're seeing right now. Oh, yeah. Somebody give me some history where we pulled out of the tailspin and we're okay. <laughs> and internet came through. Like, you know, once we're like, I don't think there's anything like this. No, no, historians came, you know, oh, yeah, charging yeah. to the rescue. It's like, let us talk to you about the Gre- democracy in Greece and, you know, things like that. It was like, oh, all right. So it's not, you know... Th- and I was grateful for that. And, you know, people every day are like, thank you for your work. You're, it, it made me feel better in, you know, dark time. And, and I love that. I'm glad that, you know, it helps. So, yeah, I love the Internet. All my friends live there. Yeah. 
And uh, the the irony I often find is the the articles you read about disconnecting from the internet are often on the internet. Oh, all, always all on the them. internet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, always, always. So, you know, here. But regardless, for good or ill, we're going to go disconnect and play board games for a weekend. Yeah, with with friends, and I think yes. that's that may be the more important bit is we're going to be with hanging out with people we don't get to hang out with very often. Yes. And it's a low pressure. We're not going as Ursula Vernon, famous author, and her husband, Kevin, or... Famous podcaster. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but we're, we're just, you know, Kevin and Ursula, those very, very strange people who were really glad they saved two normal people by, by <laughs> marrying, marrying each, each other. other. Yeah. Yes. And we get to go, you know, see people we like. and Who uh, we don't normally get to see, because it's, yes. you know, people from all over the country... And uh, several I'm excited to be able to hang out with again who I haven't seen in person in years. Yep. So uh, the other thing we've got going on is, of course, I at least am starting in on the Worldcon sort of prep thought process. And I am not. No, and because we're we're not close enough to it yet for you to, to yes, process it yet. The, in fact... Tomorrow is when I will begin to panic that I'm going away for a weekend and have to pack shit. Yes. Uh, Worldcon is weeks and weeks away. <laughs> and since I don't have to... The big thing is I don't have to vend at this no, one. No. Vending, you know, working a dealer's table mm -hmm. is the big, brutal one. And honestly, what I'm probably going to wind up doing is spending nine-tenths of my time lurking around the Fur Planet Sofa Wolf table. Yeah. And also they have uh, rented a room and they're having a, a room party. Oh, awesome. The open room party for writers and stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you happen to be at Worldcon... When it is announced, please come to the Fur Planets and uh, Sofa Wolf joint room party if you are a writer or uh, even if you're not this a writer, is, a reader, if you like is, furry or if you just want to learn more about it. This is this is akin to the to the events that uh, other publishers hold at World yes. Cons, like Tor and Saga. And um, I, I have no idea if Saga has a party or not. I don't know if they do or not. I, I do know that uh, the Tor party is... Relatively well known among among authors and agents and things like that is yep. a place to see and be seen, and I believe I had a lovely conversation at my first World Con with an uh, with an editor or an agent, agent with an agent at the tour party <laughs> where I was there not to to sell my work. I was not there as as anything other than I'm a guy who got to come to World Con because my wife was nominated and isn't this a cool thing? And we we talked. Cooking Nothing. and scotch, as I recall. Co cooking said. and scotch, and I believe there are several authors who were at that party <laughs> who would um, probably put a dagger in my back at the time. Maybe they still would now. I don't know. And then I realized in hindsight that what I was probably doing was giving her a very nice break. Well, the thing is, agents are very good at disconnecting mm -hmm. if they don't want to talk to you. And yes. uh, I, I have had agents say that, yes, occasionally they will really enjoy getting in a conversation with someone that is not a high-pressure sales right. thing. And our friend Murr, who was there, said, in fact, that she had strategically positioned you between the rest <laughs> of the room and her. I did not witness this, but she did. So at mm. that time, you were serving a valuable function. Yes, yes. Uh, um, yes. And I have completely forgotten her name. So if you're listening, the <laughs> lovely agent who was speaking to me at the tour party in the 2012 World Con. You know, I would love to have you on the show someday. <laughs> yes. I have not interviewed any agents. Hey, um, 
Are you going to bring interviewing equipment? I always bring interviewing equipment. You absolutely equipment. should. You know, I yeah. bet who would be really interesting to interview is uh, some of the Fur Planet guys because they oh, yeah. do a a reasonably high volume small press, and their mm -hmm. business model is uh, much. I don't want to say much different, but they run a. Uh, uh, their profit margins start much sooner than some of the other small presses yes. I know. So they they know their way around mm -hmm. Lightning Source and oh, InDesign yeah. Oh, yeah. like champs. So they're worth it. Well, and, and that's the thing. Whenever I'm going to one of these events, because I never know what opportunities will present themselves, I always take the recording equipment. Because sometimes there will be people there who are just like, oh, I love your podcast, and I can go, hey, do you want to be on it? This is uh, Reagan Earl. Mm-hmm. At Bubonicon last year, that was uh, mostly that. Oh yeah, I have my Hi, Reagan. I, I have my recording equipment. Would you do an interview? Um, my friend Nate at uh, Dorsai Thing this year mm -hmm. was also another. I'd love to have you on, and you know I have the equipment right here. We can just plug in right in the hotel room and go. And it worked out. You know, it works out really well when it works out, and when it doesn't, that's fine too. Because people are at these events to have fun and. Not necessarily to immediately be on the spotlight, but exactly. But exactly. some of the ones who are uh, a lot of people mm -hmm. go to these conventions, uh, not Dorsey thing, obviously, but uh, <laughs> Worldcon the rest for self promotion, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. which is great if you're doing it. This is not me shunning that. I, I have a friend who sadly won't be able to attend who wanted to come for promotional opportunities. Yes, the the chance to network and meet people yes. in the industry, uh, and that's awesome. I do not go for this reason because I have the networking skills of a dead hagfish. No, no, uh. dead hagfish have much better networking <laughs> skills. That slime they put off yes. is no. You you have the networking skills of, um, frankly, a carrot. It's true. And even carrots have a network of little root fibers that I cannot manage. The funny thing is, I still <laughs> manage to make friends, and I suspect that if I needed like an agent or something, I, I could probably track one down. But it is entirely in spite of any skills I have yes, whatsoever. Yes. It is 100% me going, uh, hey, do you want to talk about, you know, hyena reproductive anatomy? Or... Heirloom beans. We could you could spend days on heirloom beans or heirloom potatoes. We will not talk about potatoes at this time on the podcast. Yes, dear. Also, I would like to make it clear Ursula is not looking for an agent. So, if there are any agents, no, no, I'm not. I'm yeah, not. No, it's, she's, it's fine. It's she's fine. fine. I she's have good. a very good agent. I'm I'm totally cool with my agent. It's just most people are like looking for an agent, and since mm -hmm. I got an agent long before I started coming to these things, I'm as usual going ass backwards. At or these they're things. or they're trying to get their manuscript in front of a, an editor. Or yes. they're trying to use someone who is already more famous, who's already published as sort of a stepping stone. This is by way of saying, by the way, that if you were like, I will befriend Ursula and she will be my key to publishing riches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work yeah, out no. well for you. Um, you can tell me your, your, how you have a genius manuscript and I'll go, cool. And you will tell me your publishing woes and I will go, man, that sucks. Yep. And then I will look at you with a dead hagfish look and she's really good at it and sometime probably two years later i will wake up and go oh wait a minute i was supposed to like suggest an agent or something at that point wasn't i yeah oops oops um yeah so <laughs> <laughs> so there's 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 
all of that. Yes. Um, we are, we are getting wildly feeling. Well, were no, you productive this week? Uh, I was. I did want to bring the conversation back a little bit to, okay. the, to the productivity thing, and that is that uh, Sean and McGuire, we mm-hmm. had on, I guess, a little over a month ago now, did a, an incredible thread about how not to promote yourself at cons earlier today. Oh, yes, yes. From from this past weekend And in fact, I read Comic-Con. that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will link the start of it in the show notes, but when we talk about promotion and we talk about, because that is self-promotion, if you're a freelancer or whatever, is part of your productivity, this is a textbook case of how not to do it. Do not use pickup artist tactics yeah. on writers. It was, um, it, frankly, it was embarrassing to read. It, it well, it was it was it was cringeworthy, mm-hmm. uh, but there was the cringe of oh god, I hope I have never come across like that. Yeah. But that was slightly easier for me because I can be pretty sure I've never come across <laughs> like that. People be like, <laughs> like, have you? Are you working on something? Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, I, I think the closest once is that I think I think. Was it like drinks with Miriam Weinberg? And I said something that's like someday I will finish my novel with the Regency ninjas. And she was like, "Really? Like, yeah." She's like, "Okay, tell me more." <laughs> <laughs> and I said like three lines. She's like, "Interesting." Yeah, send me that. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then afterwards, I was like, "Crap, was that networking? Did I just network? Did I come across totally like a networky person?" Shit. No, you you wouldn't have because you were just like, oh yeah, there's this thing I was working on, but you know I I'll get around to it someday. Not here's this you weren't the here's this thing I'm working on and let me tell you all about it. Sort of like let me tell you about my persona or let me tell you about my D and D character. I I worry on the D and D story <laughs> tweets that I do that people seem to look forward to that it's coming across. Let me tell you about my D and D campaign. Anyway, yes. Anyway, yeah, and that was actually one of the productive things we did this week. We played D and D, which doesn't sound like it's productive, but it rolls into the you know let's do something for fun. It requires some organization and setup. Yes. Um, we are. I've been drawing things. You have been drawing things. I've been working with some of our developers on some proposals for future architecture stuff, which I think is is really interesting work. I have to balance, and I don't know if I, I said this before, I have to balance out the tactical day-to-day with where we want to be in, in, where I think we should be in a year, where we should be in three years, and where we should be in five years, because there's a lot of, there's a lot of planning, even if it's not formal written plan things, but there's a lot of things you have to keep in mind when you're building systems in that, okay, this is what we need today, but how do I make sure that I can still be, how I maintain it in a year? And if we grow, when we grow, not if we grow, when we grow, how am I going to continue to maintain it during those expansions? And where do I want it to look like in three years and five years so that I don't end up basically shooting future me in the foot right, or making future me miserable? Which, it's a trap. I've fallen into it once or twice oh, doing yeah. this stuff. No, yeah. future me curses past me all right. the time. Right, And so it, there's a lot of, you know, I, so I, I'm I'm balancing a lot of that because there's the really excited about what I want us, where I want us to be in a year, but we are nowhere near ready to do that yet. So it's, there's, there's some balancing and planning and a lot of discussions going on around that, which is, which is thrilling, frankly, uh, because it's not formal sit down meetings. It's all sort of one-on-one or little group conversations that are coming up naturally. 
which is much better than we are going to sit down and plan out the next year because those sort of meetings drive me crazy and i think they drive everybody in the company crazy oh yeah so we don't normally you know the the so we don't do that very often yeah. well it's like tell us we need to work out our one-year plan and immediately everyone freezes like a deer in the headlights right. kind of thing yeah right. i mean you say what is your one-year plan and i throw a dead hagfish at you and run so where did i get the dead hagfish no one knows it's for best we don't we don't ask that i don't <laughs> ask those questions I, I just work on the theory that you have a, a quantum hole in your back pocket that goes straight to the burial ground of hagfish. Well, I have to because they're women's jeans and I'm not getting pockets any other <laughs> no, way. Get pockets. Yeah. It's really bad when your keys fall into the ancient hagfish burial ground. Oh, man, I'm sure. Them. I'm sure. Boy, am I glad I wear men's pants. Should we go to the interview? <laughs> we should. Okay. So this week is one of our makeup interviews. Uh-huh. I am very excited to have talked to her again. This is a friend of the show and, and regular listener, Corey Large. Woo! And I am so excited that she was able to make the time to talk to us again. It was a fantastic conversation, and we will have it for you right after this. Hi, folks. I am here with Corey Large, who is doing a makeup interview because of the audio problems on the last one. And uh, as I was, I was showing her beforehand that new laptop or new new machine, new work area, you know, uh, all that stuff, so that uh, so that this time it's a little more foolproof. So, um, hi, Corey. Welcome back. Uh, hi, as it Dad. were. So, um, and Corey is going to talk about her, uh, I believe the term is Frankenflex, but before we get to that, Corey, can you maybe introduce yourself and tell everybody a little bit about what you do? Hi, Internet. My name's Corey. I'm a librarian by day, or professionally, but uh, I spend most of my brain power thinking about all my different side hustles. I'm a would-be homesteader, a blogger, a writer of both fiction and nonfiction pieces. I knit. I have two YouTube channels, an Etsy shop. I sell crap on eBay and Amazon. Yeah, I'm just going to end there because I know there's more. (laughs) Yeah, and I I love the fact that you call it side hustle, not side projects, because you're actively trying to make money with a lot of it. Yes, I have this whole thing called the magic number where for people trying to pay off debt, their magic number is how much until they're debt free. For me, it's how much until I can retire. (laughs) It's a very large number at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But every little bit helps. Yeah. So how do you keep yourself organized? And I love this, and I I, I, I I can't wait to share people like the photos. I believe you sent photos. I don't remember if I sent photos, but I know I sent YouTube video links. So yeah. internet, trust me, there is a way to 
find pictures and videos of what I use. Oh, yeah. Oh. So what I use every day is, you know, Kevin called it my Frankenflex. That's Frankenflex, Monsterflex. I use the term interchangeably. It is a custom-made uh, planner planning system that I put together about a year ago. I took a regular size Mead Flex binder with the bigger rings. I think it's five subject flex. And I cut it down so that it's six inches wide, nine inches long. There are videos on how I did that. You want to make your own. And I essentially put, took all my planning stuff and put it into this binder. I have uh, for my calendar, I use the Franklin Covey uh, seasons vertical week on two pages because I like that layout. I don't necessarily use the Franklin Covey system, but I like the page layout. But it's also my notebook. I've got, I have a bullet journal style collections sec- section with categorized to do lists. I have a goal setting section. I have my, it's my coupon binder. Um, and it's where I keep notes for my knitting podcast and a bunch of blank paper because I'm also turning it into my writing notebook as well. So this thing is my second brain. It's my everything. If, if it were to get destroyed, yes, I would cry, but I can remake it pretty damn easily yeah because you've got you've got all the videos uh, of the process so it's you just have to go watch yourself redo it (laughs) yeah yeah um so i I have a a couple notes from the last time and that is uh, when you're making the papers you tape over the holes and repunch them yes for the um okay so because i'm cutting down a regular three ring notebook the the two ring my planner actually only has two rings not three and they are the top and middle rings on a standard three-ring notebook, which means any paper that I put in my planner, I can also put in a regular three-ring binder for easy, cheap storage if I wanted to archive something. But the taping over of the holes, if anybody has seen the Franklin Covey or Daytimer setup, they've got seven holes. Well, none of those holes line up. So I scotch tape over them and i just repunch them and put them back in yeah i i've i've uh, compared the uh the franklin covey stuff to the gillette model and that is uh we have the the covers used to not be as expensive as they are but where they get you is on the the refills because they're all that special punch and everybody does it um uh oh yeah everybody does it so it's mm-hmm. not just a franklin covey issue or daytime issue though i will say this as a little side note anything that has that like the filofax a5 six ring in the three three format mm-hmm. the first ring and the fourth ring also line up with the top and middle rings on a standard three ring binder oh very nice very very nice yeah, yeah. i actually I, internet i'm forewarning you this is just going to sound like i'm plugging my youtube channel left and right but that's where you can find all of this information <laughs> I did an entire video called uh, Planner Hacks where I showed how I can move one piece of paper from like a personal size uh, binder to my Monster Flex to a three ring binder and how the holes just kept lining up. 
That's actually that's really cool. Yeah, I mean it's not like with my with my discs as I hold up my disc planner where I have to have the specialized punch, but since there are at least three suppliers who have the disc system and they're all spaced the same and they're all all the discs are the same, at least I, I have multiple options and I just have to buy one whole punch. Right. Yeah, that that's great that that's done that. Unfortunately, uh, like Walmart has its own arc system now, and I know. Oh, do um, they? Yeah, at least my Walmart's down here do. Hmm. So you may want to check that out. Yeah, making um, a note. I haven't seen punch. I've only seen refills, but there's nothing generic or store brand that that is comparable with Daytimer or Franklin Covey in terms of the ranks. Yeah, they've got they got a lock on it or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I did Franklin Covey, I mean, I have the whole punch. I have the special notebooks somewhere in all my crap, so... Oh, I have the punches, too. Yeah. That's the one thing I will not get rid of is those punches, because those were worth their weight in gold to me. Oh, yeah. Um, so, in all of that... He says leadingly because he suddenly cannot. Yeah, I should have these questions memorized, and now I cannot remember for the life of me. Um, so, what systems or habits are valuable to you? And here come your notes. Yes, yes. I actually went and pulled this out of my journal. <laughs> uh, well, I just finished the. the uh, we just got back from Italy like two days ago, and I had a special journal I took with that. So, the notes from my other thing from. Yeah, the notes from previous recording were in the previous journal. <laughs> um, systems or habits. Uh, building routines, mainly. And, um, you know, for me, work has its own routine. Home has its own routine. Even though I say my planner is my second brain and it's my everything, yes, I do put some work stuff in it, but the majority of my work stuff stays at work. Right. I, I have to have that separation because, frankly, I don't get paid enough to think about this stuff when I'm not on the clock. <laughs> and I said that to my boss when she asked me why I, I don't check my email when I'm at home. Like, I don't get paid enough for that, as far as I'm concerned. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. And if she needs something that bad for me, she has myself. Right. Um, so so yeah, I've got I've got that note for leave work at work. Yeah, building habits at home. I've got you know during the week is one setup, and the weekend is an entirely different setup. Um, you know, I mentioned I use the vertical week on two page layout, and that's because with the vertical week on two page, you're it's a daily list essentially. Each day is its own column with uh, with a half hour breakdown. And that really helps me see I only have X amount of time in the evening. I need to be uh, really judicious with what I'm going to spend my evening time doing and not try to overdo it. Mm-hmm. I'm really bad about that. But And on the weekends, it's a totally different setup because I think of the weekends as one big thing. And I just make a list of, you know, five musts, three wants, two mays, may get tos. Again, there's a video on this, plus anything that's scheduled. And um, that way, if I can't get it done on Saturday, I can do it on Sunday. And it's not that big of a deal. But I also, it has stopped me from overcrowding my weekends. Yeah, yeah. And 
yeah, just really limiting myself to um, the hours that I have, not the hours that I think I have. And that's that's kind of important. I also noticed that you have uh, I, I had putting down um, also that you you keep a running to do list. That's mm-hmm. kind of the bullet journal thing. And I think the the needs, wants, etc. Did that come from Passion Planner? Because for some reason I have Passion Planner written down passion here as well. Passion Planner uh, is actually more the goal setting thing. Okay. Uh, the uh, needs, wants, may or must want may. Um, that came from me having a minor meltdown in April. And being so stressed out and my loving husband looking at me and going, you need to learn how to prioritize. Yeah. I thought I didn't know how to prioritize. I've been using planners for three years. No, I didn't know how to prioritize. So yeah, it, it's a variation on the Eisenhower matrix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what are five things that I, I need to do or must get done either on the week on the weekend what are three things i'd like to get done you know stuff that brings me joy and helps me relax and what are two things i may get to but if i don't get to them it's not a big deal yeah and and the eisenhower matrix of course uh the one of the biggest proponents of that is franklin covey yeah um and they a lot of the way you're organizing it falls back to their also their sharpen the saw in that here are the areas of life you focus on, and these are the, the and I'm going to use some terminology here, folks, that I may not have used before, the big rocks, right? Ah, uh, yeah. The big yeah. things that are important to you and everything else sort of fills in around it. Yeah. Right? And that that level of prioritization, it's really hard to get. You think you get it, and then you end up stressing yourself out because you realize the priorities you think you have are not the priorities you should have, right? Yeah. Oh, very much so. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of stuff for me has gone on the back burner or even just been paused for right now because of the new prioritization method I'm using. Yeah. I've had to realize I can't do all. Right. Yeah, and that's 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 really hard for a lot of people. Is re- is is coming to that realization that you can't do it all and that if you try to do it all, it will make you fall down and uh just break. It will break you. Yes. He says, it only got as bad to where I was sitting on the couch crying and I didn't have to, I mean, Kevin, you've been very open about some of your struggles. Oh yeah. Yeah. At work and just burn out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I didn't get that far. I'm glad I didn't get that far because yeah. Yeah. No, the first time it happened, I, I found myself waiting for a school bus in, in my pickup truck so that I could pick up my kid from, from the bus, just weeping uncontrollably over how horrible everything was. And that was when I realized that maybe it's more than just stress and a layoff. Maybe I need chemical help. And, and that was what, that was, that was really the point for me. Um, but everybody has to, has to, everybody ends up figuring it out sort of their own way. And it's really hard. There's no one size fits all answer to it. And um, uh, to put some color on that also, um, I think it's really important to be talking about it uh, this week since um, yesterday was the anniversary of the death of Chester from Lincoln Park, who had struggled for years and years. And there's been a lot of was yesterday or day before. Anyway, this is this is the week. It's been one year, and there's been a lot of talk about, um, you know, don't be afraid to get help. Don't be afraid to to say stop. I need to take a break, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, 
uh, a lot of resources, uh, just reminder resources about, you know, the suicide prevention hotlines, finding somebody to talk to. And that's really, I think, what people don't realize is that they, your brain can get in a state where you just aren't thinking right past some of this stuff. Um, sorry to be a downer, folks, uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's important. And uh, there's a video... It's probably be out by the time this airs. Uh, one of my favorite bands have, have have I inflicted bloody wood on you? The metal band from India. Not to my knowledge. Yeah, so they're they're incredible and they're very very. Um, I mean, they they're Indian and they have that whole India Delhi music vibe, but they're metal as well. Really, it's incredible. I'll end up linking them. Um, they've got a new video coming out. It may be out by the time this airs. Um, that talks about this sort of stuff and it's just i'm a patreon supporter of theirs so i get it early and it's just this powerful powerful stuff they're amazing um and it's one of their first originals so anyway we've 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 sort of diverged and sort of beaten that one to death um (laughs) What other systems or habits? I'm sure taking a break is part of one of them. Um. Yeah, uh, the other system. I mean, I think that's about it. I mean, the prioritizing, building routines, and just recognizing I only have so many hours in the day, and I do really need an adequate amount of sleep. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something a lot of us struggle struggle with. <laughs> struggle. Yeah, you can tell I didn't get enough street sleep. I can't even pronounce things right at the moment. Um, or I need more coffee. So Drink the coffee. Mm-hmm. Oh, believe me, I, I have been for the last two hours. So um, so how do you decide what to do first? Um, okay, so I said that work has one way of doing things and home has two different ways of doing things, depending on if it's a weekday or if it's a weekend. Mm-hmm. So at work... Um, I have daily tasks I need to do at work. Um, I'm in charge of checking OCLC for interlibrary loans. I'm the collection development librarian. So I'm looking any books that have come in. I need to get them checked in. Invoices processed and sent to accounts payable for payment. And the books get given to our copy cataloger. Um, the way it, I have my, my daily columns set up and... Mm-hmm. Internet, if you go to any of my videos, you'll see this. Kevin, I'm just going to hold this up to show you. All right. I outline my work day in blue, my work hours in blue. Okay. And then I will fill in half the day, like my morning shift, mm-hmm. with tasks and leave the afternoon blank in case something comes up. Like I put in a really big order before I... I've been on vacation essentially for two weeks. We went to Italy and <laughs> yeah, told, uh, uh, told my coworkers, I went over, they know how to check things in and everything. So if anything showed up, they can handle it. But I, with the way our ordering system goes, I'm not going to be surprised if come Monday afternoon, I'm going to have 10 boxes of books show up. That need. And right. I just know it's, okay, those boxes have come in. That's what I'm going to spend my afternoon doing. I, I'm not going to write anything mm-hmm. else down. Um, that's how it is for work. And it changes from day to day. I could also show up for work Monday morning and find out, oh, I have a class I have to teach in the afternoon. Surprise! 
Yeah. So, I mean, with work, I have to be pretty flexible. Mm-hmm. Just because students are also our number one priority. So, whoever's on the desk at the time, if they're busy with a student, I can get pulled for backup if another student needs help. It's, right. There's nothing I I am doing at work that is more important than helping the student. Mm-hmm. And and that's that's a customer service thing, right? I have uh, uh, I might be um, you know the server technician, the server manager, all that stuff for my work. But if there's a customer issue that needs addressing from a systems perspective, I will be pulled off of that immediately onto the the customer needs a specific database database backup restored or something like that. And that always takes priority because they're the customer; they're what make us go, as it were. Yeah, and then for at home with the evening tasks, it's just to keep the house running smoothly. And I'm not completely uh, OCD and have a spotless house, but I don't like clutter building up and dishes piling up is one of my biggest pet peeves. Oh, tell me about it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's always, okay, if there are dishes need to be done, it's I make sure that's done. I also try to prioritize laundry needing put away or a load of laundry being done. Um, you know, your typical everyday house stuff just to keep the flow going and stuff not piling up. In addition to my daily self-care routine, you know, I've, I've said that I'm a writer. It's I'm trying to finish a bunch of projects. I've got one submitted for publication right now, so fingers crossed for me, people. Ooh. Yay. Um I'm working on some other stuff, so I'm trying to you know, write every day. I'm trying to do some knitting every day. I'm trying to do yoga each night. Mm-hmm. Spend time with my husband. You know, all that stuff. All that stuff. And then on the weekends, it reverts back to the the list thing that I talked about. Must want me. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Um, and so, yeah, so deciding what to do first is very, very context-based. Yes. Yeah. Sure. All right. And I have to ask a slight tangent. Do you have the thing where you can't cook until the dishes are done? It depends on how many dishes need to be done, to be honest. I I do prefer to have a clean kitchen to cook mm-hmm. in. Um, and I also clean while I cook. Yes. Yes. I, I know this has to sit here and boil for five minutes. I can wash that dish. Someone else in the house that cooks dinner has no problem with there being a pile of dishes in the sink and then making a, a bigger pile of dishes in the sink after dinner's cooked. Everyone else in the house has that problem here. Yeah. But yeah, no, and I, I talked to my sister, I talked to my cousin, and, and we're like, yeah, no, it's just a thing where I we think it's genetic or something. We have to clean the sink before we can cook because otherwise it's it'll just drive us insane. So. Well, and what if you need the sink? Yeah, really. I often need the sink. How do I fill water into the into the pot if I can't fit the pot into under the actual faucet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so now that we've seen my neuroses, um <laughs> what is the best advice or feedback you've been given? Um uh two quotes. I think I only shared one of them last time or I may have shared both of them. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first one is give yourself grace. Yes. And this one, I've heard it from so many different places. It's, you know, I talked about having that minor meltdown in April. And 
that's really what it came from. Um, because I was really beating myself up. We had spring break, the end of March, and I had planned to get all this stuff done. And I maybe only got a fraction of it done. And I was, yeah, beating myself up about it. And, uh, and what I've actually taken to doing. And again, internet uh, video on YouTube for visual. <laughs> Kevin gets the gets the planner held up to him at the bottom of the vertical week on two pages. I don't right, know right. Focusing, they have what's called the daily task mm -hmm, split. Mm -hmm. What I've taken to doing. We got back from Italy three thirty Thursday morning. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, um, that's a whole. That's a whole nother. If anybody ever wants to hear a travel rant, maybe I need to put that on YouTube. But anyways, I don't even. It's I write down in there what I got done that day because right. I may have made myself a list of what I wanted to get done, but it was I'm recovering from. Essentially, I was awake for 27 hours. Oh yeah. Between flying from Rome and then getting back home and getting collapsing into bed, um, so it was. I was looking at my list, going, "Well, I didn't get the stuff done that I wanted to get done," and I just wrote down, "What did I do? I did two loads of laundry. I got all <laughs> all the clothes that we took. I got those clean. Right. My mom and dad stopped by because they because they were in the neighborhood and." They hadn't seen me in two weeks, and my mom wanted to, like, hug me. Uh, <laughs> my brother stopped by on his way home from work for the same reason. I got the kitchen cleaned, and I just sat down and recovered from mm -hmm. The trip was interesting. Yeah. I uh, No, I mean, we, we when we get home from Anthrocon, like, that was, yeah. that's been... I guess uh, almost two weeks now, and it was just like, yeah, okay, so we're home. I have just enough energy to shove all the dirty clothes in the laundry, and then I'm just gonna sit and catch up on web comics because there's nothing. I'm physically incapable of doing too much more, and yet it took me a week to get all of that oh, wow. post processed on. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we were guesting, we were on, I we know, were performing. Yeah. Um, the when we got back from South Africa, when we were in Botswana, and um, we, you know, that was it was a seventeen-hour flight just from Johannesburg to New York, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, and so yeah, no, I mean, I have learned at least when traveling, give myself a lot of leeway because when you get back, you cannot immediately just you need time to recover. You cannot immediately go right back into the the thing because it just it just wears on you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah husband and I both took Thursday off. He went back to work yesterday and I'm mm -hmm. going back to work Monday because I don't recover as well from jet lag as he does. Yeah. Um, we went to bed about 3.45 Thursday morning. Um, I got up at 7.30 because that's just the way I am. My first night anywhere, <laughs> I get up super early or for me, it's, I had Thursday morning was I had to get back in my routine. I am actually home. This is my stuff. Right. I'm not moving into but Thursday night I crashed at seven thirty and didn't get up till nine thirty AM Friday morning. Yeah, and I usually find 
the the traveling from east to west much easier to recover from than traveling from west to east like whenever i fly from here to seattle which i'm doing less with the new job um you know as as if i get a nap um then i'm probably okay but i'm gonna fall down much earlier when i'm when i uh but then the next day I'm waking up extra early. I have all this energy because I got what felt like so much more sleep because what is my normal time to wake up is about nap. You know, it was three hours earlier than by the clock than what time it is. So, and then I slowly adjust. And then when I come home, when I expect that, that's when I can't sleep because I'm, you know, because my, and I can't wake up on time because my body's three hours behind where we are right now where yeah. on the east coast you know yeah. flute yeah um yeah we slept and i recovered just fine from from the botswana trip from last time we were in in europe um you know waking up a little early and adjusting but man going the other way i always i always need a little extra time to not fall or to fall down so yeah, I'm just glad I really I had the vacation time that I could take the the extra day, and then I also have you know the weekend before going back and yeah, so I, and that's something I've learned about myself in traveling internationally. I need at least two days mm-hmm. to recover, and if I can bump that up against a weekend, that's even better. Even better, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so that was Give Yourself Grace, the second one, yeah. Give Yourself Grace. And the second <laughs> quote was, um, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. And, oh, Lord, yes. Oh, yeah, I saw that mm-hmm. in the one of the Passion Planner Facebook groups, and I'm like, I'm stealing that. I need to put that on a Post-it note and glue it to my bathroom mirror. <laughs> because... Um, I, it is written on one of my dividers in my planner. I write uh, motivational and inspirational quotes all over my dividers and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can do anything I want, but I can't do everything. Preach it. That's, yeah, no. And that and that's a hard realization, too. It is. Yeah. Um, so. Especially being female. Uh, yeah, the, the expectations are just so intense there because you're expected to be the super homemaker. And if you're having children, super mom and the caretaker of your husband, which is bullshit. And, you know, if you're in a professional setting, all of that, plus your regular work duties and, uh, time out people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, Yeah a woke feminist mostly still learning but yeah no i get it i've I've watched it happen every day so um all right so now i'm going to give you the choice between the last two do you want the hard one first or do you want the fun one first let's do the hard one first all right ending on the good one excellent how do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal um Free, uh, free meltdown. I would just beat myself up about it. Uh, post meltdown, it. I really embrace the whole give myself grace thing, and sometimes I'm still a little bad about, you know, oh, I 
could have gotten that done. I could have gotten that done. It's like, no, that, and that's how I, or why I started writing down on the, in my little daily column of what did I actually do? Mm-hmm. That way it's instead of beating myself up, it's, oh, well, something else came up and I had to go do this. That's why I didn't get that done. It's, and I have a friend, Tom, who I swear to God should be a motivational speaker with the way he talks. <laughs> I told him this too. And he's just like, sorry, it's not a big deal. Is the world going to end? And that go- it also goes back to something my dad told me when I was freaking out about something. When I was younger, he's like, Corey, is anybody going to die if this doesn't happen? No. Are you going to lose your job if this doesn't happen? No. And don't worry about it. My dad's a very pragmatic guy. Yeah, and I've, I've since our last talk, I've actually taken that, all right, is anyone going to die if this doesn't get done in in whatever? Uh, as sort of a, a, a high watermark for a lot of things that I sh- that normally I would be panicking for, right? Yeah. Oh, no, this thing is, this minor thing is alerting and it's complaining at me, but if I don't address it right this second and jump up and down and run around with a fire drill to address it, is anyone actually going to die? No. So step back, take a deep breath, and, and address it. And I, I think that's one that I'm going to start really hammering on people because I think that's one of the most most profound things I've heard, um, and one of the things I've incorporated into my own my own processes when we're when we're doing this, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. how do I handle not getting stuff done or when I fail? If it is an actual failure. Uh, it you acknowledge that you fail. You you really need to acknowledge it. It's what is it? Thomas Edison. It took two hundred t- tries for him to create the incandescent light bulb, something like that. What's that quote? Well, um, it, it, it well, I mean, in reality, it took two hundred tries of his staff of people to yeah, continually yeah. try. But yeah, I mean, we we get the idea. The you idea know. of yeah, you learn from your failures. Mm-hmm. I think also Zig Ziglar said failure is a must. Yeah. Said failure is a must. I, I have too many quotes going around in my head right now. Oh, the, the, if it's not the Productivity Alchemy logo when I'm presenting, the, the background on at least one of my laptops is uh, um, Howard Taylor's Maxim 70, failure isn't an option, it's mandatory. It yes. That. The option is whether or not to let failure be the last thing you do. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. wasn't Zig he yeah, said I'm sure he did. Um, yeah, and I'm working on rescheduling with Howard too, because Howard and Sandra, who are amazing people, oh. I know. Yeah. Did you ever figure out what caused Yeah, actually, I did. So my other laptop, since I, uh, slight slight tangent here, folks. Um, so my regular desktop is um, Ubuntu Linux. Right, I have a System seventy six box. This is what I, I this is my like daily use stuff. I use similar thing for work. So everything's open source. Everything's together. The problem I ran into is that the audio drivers for recording are, I'm not going to say crap, but are certainly a work in progress. And so what was happening was things like, um, I had it recording, and what I was hearing was not what was actually recording 
So while I thought I was recording the desktop audio, it was actually recording just my microphone. And the only thing it was hearing was like the sound from the headphones because they're turned up way too loud or the desktop audio itself. And so like, and I had to rejigger and rejigger. And finally I just threw up my hands and I said, okay, this is not something I'm going to be able to fix or get sorted in a stable, consistent way. And I went out and I bought a Mac mini. And then after the Mac Mini, I started pulling in all the open source software I normally use to record, found the ones that were, okay, so it isn't just Linux, this is actually a crap piece of software, got those out of the way, and settled on something that works consistently on a system that is designed for this sort of creation. I am not a big fan of closed source things, obviously, um, but I do believe in using things for for using the appropriate tool for the job. Linux is not the appropriate tool for the sort of production. Mac is. Yeah. Right? I learned that, I learned that the hard way when um, my friend Claire and I did our FLA presentation in May. The friend that introduced, that turned me on to Productivity Alchemy. And, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She still doesn't know I did that interview, by the way. I've been able to keep all of this secret. <laughs> She's about to have a big surprise then. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you know how the original interview should was supposed to go live like end of June or something, mm-hmm. like last Thursday in June? Yeah. She was going to come. Um, I, uh, I started this off by saying we record, I attempted to record our FLA presentation with an iPad. Uh, I didn't do it right. I didn't use. I just used the camera on the iPad and you know, mm-hmm. work properly. So Claire came over the, the Friday after that thing was would have gone live. because oh. if it had worked out, I was just gonna tell her, "Hey, I don't know where you are in productivity alchemy, but you really need to listen to the latest episode on your way over." Right, right. But it didn't work out. But it's cool, and we and. My coworker Jared is our Mac genius at work, so he recorded everything because he knows yeah. how to work a Mac. So yeah, need knowing how to use the right tool for the right job. I mm-hmm. think our audio screwed up for yeah. our recording too. So and don't even get me started on the state of Linux, USB C, and video drivers because I could spend an hour just bitching about that. So we'll we'll leave that that there. Um, that could be a new podcast. We all rant about stuff. <laughs> Kevin and Ursula rant about stuff. Oh, wait a minute. That's half of KUEC. That is half of KUEC. Or or when Ursula gets mad at someone on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, that brings us to the fun question. Yes. How do you celebrate your success if you do, and how? Um... We've what I've started to do is when it's been something big, like uh, I made my brother a blanket last year. It took me 11 months and two days. Yes, I counted. <laughs> queen size freaking blanket, people. Oh yeah, no, um, not easy. Yeah, um, I was so ready to be done with it that when I finally finished it, I shoved it off of me. Looked at my husband because it was 10:30 at night on a Sunday night. And said, "I'm going to bed." I was done. Right. <laughs> I was literally finished with the blanket. I folded it up and put it in, put it on the couch, but I wanted to go to bed because I had literally been working on it, finishing up, finishing it all day. Yeah. And that was 
a few weeks before the mid-April meltdown. And that's something that also came out during in the April meltdown was he said, you know, you don't celebrate your successes. You know, you just, you finish that blanket for Eric and you just acted like it was something to cross off your to-do list. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't celebrate it or anything. So the next day after I, I had digested everything he told me, because it's only someone who truly loves you that can say things that can tell you the truth and it sucked, but you actually listened to it. Yeah. Um, it took me a little while to digest a lot of that. So, uh, when I had, I think it was at least the next day for the blanket, it's, I poured us both the whiskey and we toasted mm-hmm. a month later to me finishing that blanket. There you go. And now, now it's like anything like that. Um, when I submitted my novella to a publisher in June, mm-hmm. I t- him when I had submitted it and when he came home that night we had sherry that night and we had a celebratory drink. There you go. Yeah. And, yeah, it's the little and that's how I it, it's taking that few minutes and actually acknowledging that I did this. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things uh, we've we've done with work because uh, especially in, in workplaces it's really hard but there is a uh, we have a slack and on the Slack, we have a, a place uh, called the Team Trophy Case, and where people are just like, hey, we've reached this milestone, and I'm, we couldn't have done it without this person, that person, the other. So we're actually kind of pushing that culture of celebrating our successes internally, and not just, good job, now get back to work, which yeah. is so often the case. And it's it's easier to do with a small company like we're at to build that culture, Um but even that small recognition of, all right, we're going to have a little toast to I did a thing, that recognition of a milestone is really important. Um, so, so awesome. Very awesome. So, that brings us to the question, what else do you want to tell us about? And I have this whole big list. <laughs> you, you should read it, Kevin, since I don't remember what's on the list. Well, you've, we, we've uh, let's see, you had recommended that people... Um, look at Plannerology because you got a lot of good ideas from there. Yes, that's a Facebook group. Um, that um, to Mossion. Yep. Um, Mrs. Trenchcoat on YouTube, Alexis. Yes, Alexis. Yeah. Miss Trenchcoat, not Missy. Yes, yes. Um, that uh, there was. Um, now, but you run um, Tales from Polk County Girl. Is that you? Yes, that's my blog and YouTube channel. Both share that name. Right. Yes, and uh, and there's I have a just thing here that says homesteaders. Oh, I am a homesteader, so yeah, I'm a homesteader. So I don't remember what that was about to be honest. Yeah, um, we're we're not homesteading so much as we're just collecting things that look an awful lot like homesteading. Yeah, you guys do chickens and beans. Yeah, and um, mostly, mostly the the beans are mostly heirloom varieties. The peppers or whatever we feel like growing that year. We had heirloom potatoes. Nice. The other the other night, uh, what little we could get off of that harvest that were amazing with just you know uh, roasted in butter and salt and pepper. But and I'm like, we need more, and she's like, well, they're an heirloom variety. We'll have to wait until next season to grow more. And I'm like, no. Um, 
uh, the Joker or Harlequin potatoes. I forget what she, she had put it on her Twitter. Um, there these, they were, uh, uh, red and white modeled and just, oh, so good. Um, anyway, um, what else do, what else did I miss? What did I miss on the notes? Um, I, we mentioned it earlier, but passion planner, that's what I use for goal setting. And, Mm -hmm. um, I just like your passion roadmap and everything, you know, thinking about what you want to achieve. Again, people, YouTube, my YouTube videos explain all of this. Oh, yeah. Um, I do sell planner inserts on Etsy to plug my Etsy shop, BBC products. I think, I, I believe I sent you a link to that. Oh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> You know, they're all digital downloads, so you get to choose your, your paperweight, your color. Um, a lot of people are really, uh, they don't want plain copy paper. I don't blame them. Yeah. Or some people are really particular and want to print everything on Tomo River paper. I personally have never used it, so. <laughs> yeah, for uh, me, I, I need something just a little bit heavier so that my fountain pen doesn't bleed through. Right. Oh, I think it took out and beautifully. But mm. uh, <laughs> bullet journaling, even though if Ursula can hear me say that, she would be screaming for the cult. Oh, yeah. Um, we just need a recording of her for that for these interviews. Just, well, yeah, I've, I've been looking at uh, Lizard Beth, of course, has been with us for the last couple months, and she's got a soundboard for when she's she's doing the, the live stuff where she can hit buttons to, to trigger things. Um uh-huh. In Twitch style, and I keep thinking about it. Do I do I need to get one just to have cult and tool and yes. and that sort of thing on it? Yeah. Um, so yeah. my my automatic Ursula commenter just in case. Um, yes, especially <laughs> since she can't be here for the interview sometimes. Yeah. So uh, the interviews can be three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> Not that, not that it wouldn't be exciting. That would be a bad thing. It would not be. We just have to start splitting episodes into into you know. All right, here's this week's part one, part two, part three, and um, yeah. And you guys got enough on your plate with hidden all Mac and KUEC and and Kyle now living with you. Uh, yeah, he's he's moving in. Um, full. He's I guess he's here full time. He's with his mom for the next couple weeks. Um. You know, yeah, we've got Worldcon coming up. We've got all that stuff going on. So crazy. All right. Um, I will make sure that we have links to your Etsy shop, which you sent me. I will have links to your YouTube channel and all that good stuff. Um, thank you so much for for agreeing to do this again. It was awesome. Hey, anytime, Kevin. I'm just glad you wanted to talk. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. It's it's great. Oh, here comes. And now my breakfast has arrived. So. <laughs> Well, brunch, I guess, at this hour. I don't know anymore. It was a rough KUEC last night. I look forward to that episode. Um, oh, you guys, I don't know uh, how funny you're going to find this, but um, while Philip and I were in Italy, you know, all the the TVs in Italian, and yeah, we can watch Duke's Hazard and <laughs> Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives in Italian and figure out what they're saying, but at night that's not really conducive to sleeping so i downloaded a couple of different episodes of kuec and productivity alchemy and we, i would just play them <laughs> awesome yeah yeah so uh, thank you so much You're welcome thank All you for right. having me yeah absolutely uh anytime 
And, um, and for the people at home, we will be right back. It really is fun when I get to talk to people about all these different things. I've really enjoyed, like, all of the people who are coming out of, you know, I'm not going to say the woodwork, but out of the internet and saying, hey, I'll do an interview with you. It's really cool. Corey is one of those people, and she's doing some really cool stuff. I will have all the links to her stuff in the show notes, including uh, her YouTube channel, some of the YouTube personalities she talked about, and, uh, and her stuff. Because it's 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 cool the things she's doing, other than just being a librarian. Hey, being so, a librarian is cool. Oh, I know it's cool. Librarians are mm-hmm. like you know, yeah. hardcore. Our code this week is not going to be librarian related. One of the things you can do if you are a listener is you can log on to productivityalchemy.com. You can sign up with the little sign-up form under badges, and you can claim Mozilla open badges for listening to the show. And I do one for every show. I do one for special things like if you happen to be one of the people who gets interviewed, there's a special code for a special badge to say that you were one of the guests. And a lot of people really like it. Some people don't. Hey, that's cool. Whatever, we are not going to show yeah. up at your house yeah. and demand that you have used this code. Correct. But if that would be a lot of work. you want to collect the badges, that's great. There's a place to enter the code at the bottom of the page. And the code for this week is HAGFISH. Good luck getting an icon for that. Oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> I found, look, I'm still waiting for the excuse to use the Porg icon I found. <laughs> Because I love porgs. I don't think I know anybody who doesn't love porgs. Uh, have you interviewed Delilah Dawson yet? Uh, I have not. I've not had a chance to talk to Delilah yet. There's, so. your, there's your excuse. There's my excuse. Well, then I'll, 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 uh, I'll see if I can get in touch with <laughs> Delilah about that. Anyway, there are a couple other special badges out there. Uh, most importantly, one we've talked about in the past that I spent a little extra time designing is the Inbox Zero badge. <laughs> now, these badges are all honor system, the special badges, but you can enter the code Inbox Zero, all one word, and you will, if you have achieved Inbox Zero in your email inbox, and there you go, you'll get the Inbox Zero badge. You do not have to give it back when you inevitably have Inbox 35 again. Mostly because I... You know, I'm sitting right here. You don't have to call me out like that. <laughs> I said 35, not 320. Shut up. No, I'm, I'm at like inbox 12. There, yay. Hey. I live more or less permanently at inbox about 12. Yeah, I'm, I've had a couple things pending, so I've, I'm at about inbox 4 right now. So that's for me, that's bad. I am a big proponent of inbox 0, and I, am very, I feel guilty... When I'm looking at my inbox and going, oh yeah, there's there's two things that have not reached the point where I can 
deal with them yet, but I need to keep them in forefront, not in one of my special folders for show this in X amount of time. Though I might try the snooze function again in Gmail, the new Gmail. You're swaying back and forth on your exercise ball. Uh, so there is one design flaw with the exercise ball. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When used for too long, if one does not get up, and even if one is wiggling around, because your weight distribution is different than in a chair, uh, and this may vary wildly from human to human, mm-hmm. my lady bits fall asleep. And I'm not going to get any more explicit than that, but... Whoa, Nelly, there are places you do not want pins and needles. I'm gonna, I, I don't think a guy would have a similar experience, things being more out of the way. Oh, no, you can still oh, cut man. off enough blood supply that you can yeah. make it go, like, I, if you... Yeah, but, but I don't know if the exercise ball would do it, is what I I'm saying. I don't know, I don't know. So, um, I still, I am using it to write, I like it, but I do get up more frequently than we are <laughs> when we are recording the show. Very true. And so the downside is that after the show, I will be stomping around Kevin's office screaming that uh, sensitive and delicate parts of my anatomy are asleep. Yeah. This is a sacrifice I am making for you people, even though you have never asked for it, would never ask for it, and um, yes. You get the idea. Yeah. So that's how much I love productivity. That's a lie. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you can support this podcast and the other podcasts we make uh, through Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Ursula V. Someday, because we're terrible, we will get to the redesign. It's still on mm-hmm. my wonder list. Yeah. My wonder list was actually very helpful this week mm-hmm. because I had a. Uh, uh, low word count days, like uh-huh. two day, uh, yesterday was very low mm-hmm. word count because I had to go to the doctor and get my sleep apnea test back. I have the apnea. Hello, machine. But right. uh, then today was a high word count day, and I'd been feeling sort of bad about yesterday, but then I totaled everything together, and it was still more than like two days normally. So Oh, there you go. Yeah, it was, I was like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm still ahead of the curve. Go me. So Patreon actually pays for things like equipment upgrades, as well as keeps this podcast and the Hidden Almanac free. Yes. We do have sponsors on Kevin and Ursley Eat Cheap. Although we try to have fun with them. We do, and they mostly paid for it in kitchen equipment and food. Yes, and I think Dash Systems Hmm. hosts a lot of things. Dash Systems hosts pretty much everything, Uh, so including the website for this podcast. That much being said, patreon.com slash Ursula V. There are some perks, but it's not like the big 5, 10, 20, 40 tiers. There's like, what, two tiers? Uh, I believe there's three tiers. There's $1 where you get nothing, $2 where you get nothing but twice as much of it, and $5 where you get five times the nothing. (laughs) And uh, basically it all goes to the podcast. Mm -hmm. I don't bother you with a lot of emails. Whenever I uh, self-publish a book, you get that free. Yeah. And that's that's basically it. Mm-hmm. The other thing you can do, and thank you to everyone who has done this, is you could buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com slash k-s-o-n-n-e-y. All of these are, are linked at the uh, support section of Productivity Alchemy. Um, and you don't have to do any of that. No, you, can you don't. just listen. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Like it. I would say like us on Facebook, but we have nothing on Facebook other than a, a spot to nail it down so no one takes it. Yeah. Um, no, don't worry about it. Just 
Uh, yeah. Share it. Uh, be happy. Be productive. Yeah. The world needs more happy, productive people. Or at least happy people. Yeah. Uh, I favor happiness over productivity. Oh, honestly. any day of the week. Any day yeah. of the week. So there's that, folks. Uh, have a good week. We will talk to you in about a week. And stay productive. <laughs>